Welcome back to episode 317 of the Siren Studs Podcast. I'm Kurt, joined once again this week by my singing and dancing co-hosts, Peter and Jake. <laughs> That's right, Kurt. Um, this week, we're coming at you with uh, with a sponsored edition from the New, New York Times bestseller, uh, A Tale of, uh, of Betrayal and Love. As Fred Durst visits the George of the Jungle set. That's right. Come and go to your local bookstore or Kindle online and buy uh, I Did It All for the Tookie, Biscuit versus Brendan. <laughs> you know what, Peter? That was actually like whose line quality intro roll. Like you, you, you brought a, a tear to the eye of call in mockery with that. Um, that was actually pretty good. I could, I could see pretty that. good. I can see in in my my mind's eye. Just, I, I I really that was. That. That, I, I could one, see that one one hundredth of his power level. I could easily see that as like a weird newscaster's intro bit. <laughs> like that, I'd tip my cap to you, sir. And now on to sports. <laughs> well, we got the Brendan Frasers uh, winning against the Tookies. Because that's all I have on my mind is now George the Jungle <laughs> and George the Jungle references. That that movie had no business being that. Good. No, no, it didn't. But we're so glad that it, it, it had that level of quality that it stuck with us. It's ingrained in our brains. Yeah. Would you say that? Yeah. Would you say that maybe Fred Durst and and Brendan Fraser are Lady and the Tramp in it <laughs> on both both sides of your mind? They're gonna be in the middle. They're having a, a crazy threesome with me right now. Uh, we're all lady tramp on a taco, uh, if you know what I mean. And our Discord chat has a little bit more. Uh, no one should know that. Mean. No one should ever have to bear the burden of that knowledge. <laughs> I want. Am I? Am I saying I want oh, Brendan oh, Fraser I... and Fred Durst in celebration of Pride Month? Uh, am I saying I want Brendan Fraser and Fred Durst? To Lady Trampa Taco while it's above someplace. <laughs> well, it's uh, what, <laughs> and I'm and I'm watching from afar. Uh, maybe I don't know. Um, Wait, how could how could you be watching from afar? Oh, uh, where do you what, who do you think's holding the taco? <laughs> I assume in this situation it's, it'd be you. I'm holding the taco. They're right, lady so tramping. you would be in the middle of it. You I can't am. really like. Yeah, I'm. I'm looking. Be from afar. It's not no. really. An imp- it's not really an impersonal. Well, task. I'm not right up in the 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 cheese and salsa, if you know what I mean. But uh, I might catch little crumbs here and there. Can, are you like a? Do you have like a fucking owl <laughs> head waist where you can rotate 180 degrees? Because I think you're gonna need that to watch that. Set up. <laughs> I'm. I'm surprisingly flexible I, you, you, you know oh you know what i can i could see maybe technically it'd be from afar because you're watching in a full-length mirror mm-hmm. from across the room yeah when we were des- and that's technically what you're seeing yeah well it, it, i'm assuming it'd be in my room which we have designed our room in a way that it's more of a, a mirror funhouse layout so you walk in and <laughs> so you've remodeled since we oh were yeah, there. yeah yeah <laughs> and uh we, we got we got that uh, you know tax credit 
for buying a house and it's just that that came in and we're just like all right time to move things around time to put mirrors up everywhere let's go chop chop <laughs> everything is a mirror the uh the flooring people were a little uh floored when i said yep mirrors i want to walk on mirrors <laughs> <laughs> I want to see everything. <laughs> well, this tangent brought to you by Windex. <laughs> Windex. Nothing cleans like Windex. I, Buy some fucking Windex. I Costco. They didn't send us ad copy. <laughs> Wipe the shame away. <laughs> so you can see yourself better. And as Purge a- the memories from that mirror you snort cocaine off of. Windex. Yeah. And as always, we're coming at you live. From the writer's room at Bob's Burgers, and we're going to take a little tour later of the animation studio where I know they are just cracking the whip, literally and figuratively, on getting those shadows put in for this Bob's Burgers movie and the sequel that we know is go- we're going to get one. There's all shadows. Shadows everywhere. Make it look like a real, real feature-length flick. And definitely depth. not a three-part episode that they just stitched together and added some music. They definitely didn't just... Uh, they taught one of their animators how to use Blender. Yeah. <laughs> and had some models rigged up. I, I am wondering if they did any oh, mocap for this, to be honest. Some of the, some of the mo- mo- uh, motions, movements, seemed pretty uh, fluid that I have not seen on... on I think that's just like more animation than they typically do. Do they, like, like up the fr- FPS, too? Yeah. I think that it's yes, just more definitely... more frames of animation, yeah. I okay. think, is this the big difference that you, you notice. Um, and it's happened before on the show. Like, those of you who've watched Bob Burgers know that the show is kind of pretty, pretty sedentary. Like, there's not a lot of movement in any given scene. Mm-hmm. Um, so right. when there is movement, they actually, like, you know have the time to draw a bunch of frames for it and it, it's like very jarring because you're not used to seeing that much movement i remember an episode where where ted gets his hand like caught in some sort of trap he sets for a rodent or something and he's like freaking out and it's mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of animation mm-hmm. that i wasn't expecting to come out um and this movie definitely had had a lot more animation than probably the rest of the series combined it's, it feels like yeah, honestly, it was. Um, it looked good. It was a great, good movie. But uh, yeah, we'll get more on that later. It's the one we watched this week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you haven't guessed, in case you weren't aware, it's our feature. We featured it. Um, but it, that's that's our future feature. Our present predicament <laughs> is is Trey Watch, the segment where we watch trailers. Yeah, our weekly trailer review and roundup segment we call Trey Watch because I don't know it sounded good at the time I guess (laughs) we've done this for 317 episodes sometimes a decision you make in episode 4 sticks around for the subsequent 313 episodes Hey, and you don't have a good answer for when people ask you why'd you call it that some people call it tradition I I honestly believe that uh, Baywatch was one of the it was. movies that was like out. <laughs> it definitely was. At that time, we're like, Baywatch? That Trey makes a lot of sense, yeah. That was 
that was the beginning and end of my trailer. Ba- Baywatch <laughs> might have been the first trailer featured on Treywatch. In fact, I'm now so. about 85% certain that it was the first and 95% certain that it was in that first batch. To the archives! Let's dig it up. Let's dig up that relic. Find it. Relic of Christmas past. We gotta look up. <laughs> we gotta make it an NFT and sell it. The first recording. First trade watch. First, first trade trade watch. Yeah. Trade watch. Bay watch. NFT coming soon to a uh, open sea crypto no, market. I, would, here, yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say, um, you know, who would make an NFT and who would buy NFTs would be Beavis mm. and Butthead. Oh yeah, that's true. Beavis and Butthead would be. <laughs> Be the be crypto bros a hundred percent. They would fax their butt onto the internet, and it would be pictures of their butts, and they would make like a million dollars from it. <laughs> Damn man, that should have been, been absolute, the plot that's of absolutely this movie. A new Beavis and Butthead uh, storyline, if they want. Who's gonna get some butt coin? <laughs> um, <laughs> Look at this NFT. It, it's sixty nine. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Just want to. Interrupt this uh, deconstruction of Beavis and Butthead uh, to wish my mother a happy retirement. She's officially retired. She'll never hear this show. But (laughs) nice, nice. Congratulations. Go home, mom. Find some hobbies. Hang out. She's she's fucking. I'm sure she's very pleased to not have to commute into Manhattan every morning. (laughs) Yeah, my uh, my mom yeah, is is yeah. loving retirement. She thought she would like. I always remember her t- telling me like, "Oh yeah, I'll probably like pick up like temp work for like you know being like a." Apparently, they do like substitute like administrators, which I found was odd. But they're like, "Yeah, I might do. I might pick well, up." Someone's some- got to run the show when they're out. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So that makes sense. Um, it's just you never like say, "Oh, my substitute principal," you know. Um. But yeah, she was like, I might pick up some temp work, and she like has not looked back. She's just full blown. I'm golfing. I'm oh, I got an e bike, and I got an old lady <laughs> biker gang going, and just they're terrorizing the the streets of Clarence on their e bikes. <laughs> I, I think uh, I think you have that energy for the first like you know three, four, or five years of retirement, and then you start to get a little bored, and that's when you start like picking up. Yeah, the shifts at the part-time corner store, and th- and that might be what what happens. At least I hope that's the story behind <laughs> just all the old was, people that just work when at I convenience thought, stores. <laughs> I was out. They pulled me back in. Oh man, yeah. There's there's, you know, it wasn't sustainable. But I was sad to see the corner store that is across from the other corner store in my neighborhood. One of one of them uh, is gone. There is still there are still other intersections where there are more corner stores than there are well, they, well, yeah when you there are when you said the corner store across from the other corner store i'm like i i was the blight meme do you have the slightest idea how little that narrows it down <laughs> <laughs> were they feuding i'll give you a hint it was the one that had the good were they feuding food. corner stores or were they just like one is not just even superior. really like one was one was a, uh, it was a, it was just a place to get like get your smokes, 
and like get a get a sandwich or something um and then you know just grab crap the other one had like a produce section and like a little little fridge full of fresh mm. fruits and things fresh fruits and, and that things. was the one that closed down i was so it's, it's a sad day Rip. um it's it. none of this <laughs> Has anything to do <laughs> with Beavis, Beavis and, and Butthead? Butthead. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, Beavis and Butthead do the universe. Mike Judge is <laughs> back in the saddle, uh, doing why this was the time that they decided to do the reboot. I think I, you know what. Here's what I think happened. Uh, Paramount, which is the parent company of Viacom, I believe, um, came up to Mike Judge with a big bag of money. And said, "Make another Beavis and Butthead movie for Paramount Plus," and he was like, "That whole thing for me." And when they said yes, he said, "I'll do it." Yeah, is is it me or is Paramount Plus like almost trying to theme their content? It's like make it all space themed. <laughs> they do have a they have a good amount of space. I, I think that's just a happy coincidence, but. Um, maybe that is Mike Judge interjecting some uh, some satire into yeah, his I, uh, satire. Who knows? <laughs> so they decided to release this. I could see him being very, very tongue in, like very kind of venomously tongue in cheek. If this was a mandate from from Viacom mm-hmm. to like, we need you to promote our streaming service. Please provide content. Yeah, I think when they when they yeah. first popped up, they just started like handing out like checks and contracts to so many different like they signed South Park, I know like a three three movie deal and several seasons or whatever. It was a massive deal to get more South Park out of them, and uh, probably along with that was all their other movies with like the Halo series. And uh, fuck, I don't know what else is on Paramount Plus, but just whatever to you know stock the books and get more tiles on the screen. Um, oh, Halo series is um, ready for for will be ready for reviewing. Um, whenever yeah. we want to throw that on the schedule. Oh, great! I have to finish oh, it. Geez. Let's go watch John Ring. I gotta, I gotta actually see his ass. I can't wait. Yeah. I mean, I've I've heard about that scene. That's and um, you know, if Brian David Gilbert is to be believed, and I believe Brian David Gilbert, uh, he's pretty much chemically castrated. <laughs> yeah, it's not gonna stop him though. Kids. Yeah, there's uh, there's a lot, a lot I'm gonna have to say about the uh, the movie, and you know, I. I'm going to sound like a toxic fanboy, uh, and I'm only partially that, but like... Sink into it, I Jake. That, Give in. Give in to uh, the hatred. Like, oh, it's just like You're a... You're a few... white man threatened by change. Come oh, on. Oh, it is just, it is just like, um, man, when you're, when you're given a gift and it's just wrapped in, in turds and just like, and bad decisions, it's like, it, it's... It's like old for loco, you know? Like you kind of feel good like after or during. I, like you, you're like, "Oh yeah, I'm going to get drunk on four loco." And then you're like, "Oh fuck, I had a I drank that now, entire four I know loco. you meant four loco 
original recipe, Jake. I know you meant four yeah. loco original yeah. recipe. Because we're old original enough to have experienced that, you fucking zoomers. Yeah. <laughs> but I, when you said old four loco, I immediately thought of a four loco flavored <laughs> old English. <laughs> Like a forty of four, like forty. Yeah, dude, I've I've gotten I've drank myself to the point of being sick before, but nothing quite made you as sick as four loco. Like vomit never is pleasant coming up, but this was a different kind of beast. Yeah, yeah. If you were throwing up four loco, like your body knew that this was the most heinous shit you'd ever put inside of it. And it wanted it out and yeah. out fast. Yeah, it's just something. It's, it's the human equivalent of pulling your sweaty sock off at the end of the day, and it ha- you have to kind of invert. When the whole when thing. Four Loco like is giving you strong Necronomicon vibes, like that's when you probably should change things up for your consumers. So, <laughs> yeah, the uh, that man, I because I watched like the first three episodes of Halo and. Ooh, just not particular fan of like just the simple decisions. Like there's some nitpicking you can do. Like there's some really severe nitpicking. And there's even like fans who like said, like diehard fans who said, all right, you know what? They take off the helmet. So what? They show faces. And then they're like, you know what? I could get past it the first couple times. But then there's a point where it's like, stop taking off the helmet. You're in a combat situation. Don't take <laughs> off the helmet. You don't take off the helmet. <laughs> the helmet stays on. Because Master Chief is not the only one who is like. And about that sex scene, Master Chief definitely is the kind of guy who says, no, the helmet stays on during. <laughs> Wait, so is there another butt scene? Because I was referring to one. I, I, so are there multiple butt shots of Master Chief? I don't know. All I know I, there is might that be multiple, I heard Chief. about I saw the butt shot. I saw a the PC gamer article that said Master Chief definitely just had sex. <laughs> and I was like, well, Brian David Gilbert tells me that's impossible. <laughs> so explain yourself. <laughs> Maybe this had a little like, I, different kind yeah, of snips. I don't you know, know? Dude. As long as I don't have to see his pillar of audio making a covenant <laughs> with their master cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> You had that from the second we brought that up, and you've just been waiting. Absolutely. Conceive. Not even a moment. I can, I can conceive of infinite possibilities, because after all, anything's possible. You know, Master Anything's Chief. possible. It's, it's, I mean, it's probably not the first, but it's the first I can remember today. Uh, Zoomer romantic comedy. Mm-hmm. Well, there was that one where it was just like a regular rom-com, but they were like in space. Oh, right. The oh, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Um, so this is... Yeah. Um, so uh, th- this is... <laughs> you want to tell me I'm wrong, bro? I think this is fine. <laughs> I, I did not I did not catch the premise until like the end of the trailer. Uh, I was like... Wait, are are they? Is there? Are they really just making, like, just a like a rom com, but like with more colors? <laughs> Pretty much. They just they just, in, in they more ways than gray. one. It's a rom com with more colors. That yeah. joke was in very I, poor uh, taste. Um. 
by Orion. I, I think the uh, yeah, I think that the comments were more the com- the comments on the video was more along the lines of uh, people being shocked that Orion was still in business. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> anything mean, possible. We got a rom com. The hits they've been pumping out, but with a, a trans teen. Um, now I wanted to see if because you know this is going to be the big like argument. I believe they got a trans actress. Uh, to play Wait, her. Which one was trans? <sighs> the um, love interest. The, the I, black girl. Yeah, I think I think that's Renee Elise Goldsberry. I think. Let Renee me. Renee Elise Goldsberry. Yeah. Let me check. They don't have for some reason they don't have her fucking uh, like act like the character name on IMDb. Um. Um, no, well, I'm looking okay. at. I don't think that's. Well, Renee Lee's Goldsberry yes. is definitely the girl in this, or maybe she's the mom. Yeah, oh, 51. Fuck. Oh, so she's yeah. not playing the girl. Oh no, yeah, no, not Renee Lee's Goldsberry. All right, so um, then it's Megan or something uh, like that. Simone. Oh no, wasn't Joy? her name it starts with a K or something like that? Oh yeah, there's uh, at the end they have someone's name pop up. Oh yeah, written by uh, Jimena Garcia uh, Lacuona. Simone Joan Lacuona. Okay, so that's this might be like a based on a book thing. Simone Joy Jones is the girl, the young girl. Um, Okay. IMDb mentions nothing about her being trans, which I'm sure if she was would be all over the fucking place. Um, so I guess it's the other lead. I mean, this is, I mean, it's not going to be canceled, but it's, um, she was definitely like cis passing, I guess is what you would call it. Um, like she did not give strong stereotypical trans vibes other than she had a bit of a raspy voice, but Mm. there are plenty of women out there with raspy voices. Like, um, yeah, there was no like masculine like shoulders, masculine hands, Adam's apple, yada yada yada. So, um, it, I, I I think the only reason why people would get upset is if she's not trans, playing a trans character, um, which is so I, dumb. I think that's a dumb thing. However, I know people want you know as much diversity as they can, and I think the trans market is definitely well. You can have uh, an area that is I think lacking, but then again, there's also not a lot of trans characters in in yeah, a lot of media. There's not a lot of trans people, <laughs> just yeah, in general. No. Like it's it, it's exceptionally rare. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm, yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, I think it's just no, like, oh, I mean, the one the one time like they do because I, I everybody goes back to the um oh shit, what's her name? Um when Black uh, Scarlett Johansson was supposed to be playing like a trans person in some movie, everybody was like up in arms about it and then they end up oh, not having No, she was supposed to be like paraplegic. Wait, was she? Right? Well maybe I'm thinking of a different actress that was supposed to play um somebody who was trans um, and was not the same as uh was not trans yeah um i remember that and but my my counterpoint to that is that movie is probably only getting made because scarlett johansson agreed to star in it so 
do you mm-hmm. want the representation of the character or to just have a trans person in the role because and maybe not have it the movie get made um now like i agree to a certain extent that it probably works better for a trans person to be cast in a trans role um but it doesn't mean that another actor or actress couldn't do as good a job and vice versa you know i mean you can put a trans person in in a straight role or a cis role i guess would be the mm-hmm. the way to put that as I, I think the the role should go to the person who is best suited to play the part regardless of any other extenuating factor um, but anyway, yes, this is a Gen Z coming of age story. Follows uh, Kelsa, a confident high school girl who is trans. She navigates her senior year. Posted June second, so they waited a day. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't do it right as Pride Month started. They waited a day. <laughs> Slip. We'll hold on. Slip it in just a second. <laughs> yeah, they um we don't want to appear uh, too exploitative. <laughs> uh yeah, it seems like a lot of uh, I've been seeing a lot more um of the companies coming out and doing stuff for for Pride. Are there going to be are there going to be musical numbers in this? Oh, in, in this one? A thousand percent. Oh, I, I yes. don't even know. It looks like there will be. Um Weird. Yeah, so like uh Unfortunately, I have to I have to, to call out what I perceive to be some some slight bigotry going on with the uh, like to dislike ratio on this this movie on the movie clips trailers trailer uh, two hundred twenty two up to one point one k down. I know it's not like a great looking movie, but it's not a not a that ratio looking movie. How are you seeing dislike? Yeah, oh, I have the I have the return dislike Ooh. extension installed. Um, I see. He's got he's got so it's skinny. it's two hundred and twenty two up and one thousand one hundred forty five down. Yeah. I I think this is gonna um I, I think this is probably gonna have the same downfall as a lot of like young adult movies where they're like. They just like ramp up some of the, uh, like the toxicity and the evilness of of certain characters, uh, where they like have no need for it. So like they mention he's dating you for woke points, and I'm just thinking I'm like, who the fuck would ever like what high school student would like sacrifice their own like self image, or like put anything at risk to get like quote woke points. It. it and like, yeah, I'll, I'll, like, uh, uh, it's just that well, I mean, seems like so evil to do to do something that like zoomers, that evil yeah. to somebody, or like to expect of somebody to do something. Well, so we mentioned mean. that when we watched Coda, right? Like how cartoonishly mean the bullies were. Like no one's gonna pick on you for having deaf parents. Yeah. Like what the fuck? That was my <laughs> issue with Stranger Things. Um, one of the 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 first couple episodes or something like that. Eleven was like being bullied by some kids, and like they were like, "Ha ha, your dad's dead! Ha ha, you're new to the school. Fuck you! You're, you're like, <laughs> you have this emotional project. 
Who are you? Are you just Satan? You're different. Yeah, like, who the fuck? I would no, never. I... And, like, look, there were kids I fucking hated who had, like, parents that were deceased or, like, left on them. But I never, in my, my adolescent and teenage rage, which was immense, bullied them or belittled them for their parent not being alive. Yeah. Yeah, it's like it's like it's so um, unbelievable, and and this this movie doesn't get any help for the fact that like also the all the actors seem like they're thirty and shouldn't be sixteen year old students in high school or whatever. Uh, but yeah, no, okay, that's that's the same issue. I guess this is not for us. It's uh, a gonna be. It's gonna be a, a event, secret Avengers <laughs> universe where Dear Evan Hansen comes yeah. in. <laughs> At the end, I'd love that. I'd love that. We're we're gonna. I've come to talk to you about the Glee Initiative. <laughs> we have all those returning characters. Hell yeah, they are. Aren't they getting a reboot or something like that? Dun, dun, da, da. I kind of want to see like I want to see that where like the final season of Riverdale is just like they start assembling all the teen drama casts it's the crippled like, kid from glee back, like, <laughs> just rolls out <laughs> they like they have to go back in no, time you have to, to go the ancient to the land original. one tree hill you have to go to the original crippled kid on teen drama gotta go up north to canada on degrassi and get drake out in his wheelchair <laughs> <laughs> i thought you were gonna say the the, the black kid from malcolm in the middle <laughs> the kid. The kid on that show. Remember... <laughs> the, 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 was oh, he in a wheel? I think it was in a wheelchair. remember the OC? The what now? The OC? The OC. Oh, yes. I remember the OC. I have somewhere, maybe even in this house, the uh, Chrismica <laughs> album. I never watched the OC. California. Here comes. Here Man, glad uh, I skipped wow. that one. <laughs> What'd you say? Oh, oh, believe me, I I tried. We we, we tried. Yeah, oh. we were not into the OC, but Peter and I both have older sisters. Um, and they lapped that shit up. And we lived. You lived in a. T- we lived in a time where you watched what was on. Yep. You 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 kids these days don't know what it was like back before you could watch anything ever on any streaming service. You had to you had to sit there and watch the television at a specific time to see a show, or you could dust off what was called a VCR and pop in a video cassette and record with commercials a show. That's right, baby. I think oh. I was more of a Growing I... Pains kid. Growing Grown Pains. Up. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure you Isn't had that. Just like a the variety and the access. Yeah. I'm not gonna. We're not. I'm not digging up my th- my three channel <laughs> sob story again. Yeah, I was like that, and like Family Matters and stuff like that. Oh well, no, no we're, those those are just family sitcoms. What we're referring to is like fucking. Teen drama, teen boppers, so boppers with hunky boys, and they're like giving each other looks. Yeah, luckily, yeah, you know, over the hill, your One Tree Hills, your OCs, your Dawson's Creeks, your uh, 
Seven, 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 seven yeah. I guess. I Gilmore Girls, that. kind of. Yeah, I consider Gilmore Girls one of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, <laughs> none none of those are trailers this week, so. <laughs> No, but, but you know who is <clears throat> the man from Toronto. Mm, the man from Toronto. From Toronto, not Toronto. Uh, they couldn't. They Toronto. could not get the Rock for his uh, no, the, the classic Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart Rock roll. Uh, so they got a different bald white guy. Well, different bald guy. I guess <laughs> the Rock's not white. Um, rock is not even no. He's he's black and Samoan. Yeah, he's, he's white passing. Blasian, I guess. <laughs> Was he white passing? <laughs> he's white passing. It's, <laughs> white people love the rock. At his rock is the Blasian baddie. <laughs> we gave him the white person pass. So, like, yeah, he's cool with us. <laughs> um, yeah, so while our boys in IGB are up in Toronto, Kevin Hart is uh, is not, and Woody Harrelson's <laughs> in it. And it's a Netflix movie. And it's a comedy that should tell you all you need to know about how it looks. Oh. Mm hmm. It's, yeah. It, I mean, it is like it's from the guy who made the Hitman's Bodyguard. When you said the man, when you said Kevin Hart, I immediately thought of Kevin Owens. And to have Kevin Owens be the actual man from Toronto. I mean, he might have a problem with it because he's from Quebec and the French Canadians <laughs> don't like the rest of the Canadians very much. That's true. That is true. Um, but, but he would have been funnier. You have him. Yes. Maybe. Oh no! I'm trying to think. Who, I'm now. I'm not. Now my brain's just scanning for Canadian wrestlers. Oh, there's a ton like, of them. Any of the hearts. Natasha, the hearts. Yeah, you, Kevin. Chris Hart, Jericho. Kevin Owens and Owen Hart. Oh, it's the triangle of power. Chris um, and Edge. <laughs> It's your, it's your, it's a movie about a yeah. uh, Jinder uh, Mahal. Jinder <laughs> Mahal. It's a movie about a, a, a case of a classic mistaken identity. <laughs> Maybe black and Samoan. Uh, and and Kevin Hart is uh, definitely Dude's not from, like, the Manitoba. <laughs> uh, do you feel that like Kevin Hart's been like yeah. like super like uh, typecasted as like just the buffoon who just he's he is currently in money making mode right it's now. Kevin Hart. The man who has made a career of playing this one character has been typecast. Yeah. I think he may have been, yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I, um, I hope the uh, endless piles of cash will be able to dry up his tears. I, f I feel like, yeah, he, he sleeps on a bed made entirely of money. I think he'll be okay. Well, yeah. Um, this... I'm sure this will. There's jokes in this movie. Look, I'll We're say this. About this. There's a funny. They put all the jokes had. in the trailer. It looks, it looks better than Thunder Force. I will give it that. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Which, granted, yeah, think... might be damning it with faint praise, but it is praise nonetheless. It's a low bar. Um, this could be one of the. You know, this goes in the folder marked trailers you can put before Tropic Thunder. <laughs> like yeah, the fake movies that they showed in, in yeah. Tropic Thunder? Yeah. For sure. Possibly Except coming to a Masterpiece Theater near you. 
I wish Woody Harrelson just had a more Canadian accent. I want him to have that full. I want him to have that full on Canadian accent. <laughs> that's not. Wait, that's that's North Midwestern. That's that's Hoosier. Uh, Wisconsin. Well, I mean, um, it depends. Different parts of Canada have different accents, just like different parts of America have different accents. If you yeah, go out to like, I want that great white North. He skipped out on Ooh, the the, no. the, cla- the classes from uh, Mike Myers. Otherwise, mm-hmm. otherwise he'd be he'd be a shoo in for it. But yeah, I'm Mike not getting man from Toronto. Be the man from Toronto. Yeah. Oh my God. If they they need to put him in more stuff. Man cares about his career too much to oh, sully himself I, with. Yeah. Wonderful projects like a Pentaveret had a few jokes in it that were okay, but I I didn't finish it. That yeah. that tells you how much it grabbed me. I like Pentaveret. Mm-hmm. I just like the concept there of it. There is one. I mean, like there was some a good really stuff bad in there. Shot in this trailer. But, sorry, what was that, Peter? We've been talking over here. There's a there is one really bad shot in this trailer. Oh, just go I, on. I'm trying to just scrub around to find <laughs> <Yeah>. it. Um. <laughs> It's the one where the car, the Camaro, pulls up and hits the guy. Oh, yes. Yeah. And it's, and it's the god-awful CGI oh, geez, of it, which yeah. they tried to hide behind the quick I think I... Oh, my God. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> I need to watch that That's... again. I'm going to fucking go frame by frame on that shit. That's rough. That's rough. They, they like... <laughs> it's like they, like, turn them... Uh, uh, fine... I'm put it on two. I'm put on quarter speed. Find so, where they turn him into so a dummy. Going, I'm going frame by frame, and it's it's the real guy. Actually, he's on a green screen the entire time when you break it down, um, because his legs are not fucking properly blended to the lighting of the scene. And then it's one frame. <laughs> you see the car enter. Two frames. Cars in the frame again. He's stepping back. Three frames. Cars getting close to hitting him. Four frames. Cars about to hit him. Five frames. Car hits him. Uh, the character model does not move position at all. What they do is they rotate his cutout and his green screen about 12 degrees counterclockwise and darken the fucking the Oh, colors. yeah. Oh, that's so bad. And then the car's hitting him. And they just fucking... He goes I'm, from I'm standing going... to 90 degrees in a single fucking frame. Yeah. It's so fucking bad. He's bent in a fucking L shape. Oh, that's so. I don't even think that's his fucking cutout where it rotates twelve degrees. And Kevin Hart like goes to fucking. (laughs) Kevin Hart like goes to fucking jack off or some shit. Uh (laughs) His hand just goes up to his crotch. Oh, uh, you see, your movie sucks. That's how you do that. <laughs> That's how you make that kind of video entertaining. <laughs> uh, I think they, they, well, now they should have we... played into it a little bit more. They should have been like, "Yeah, no, we know." Just insert, have have a cutaway. Insert car crash here. Do a velocipaster. Like, that's how I would do that effect, <laughs> but I'm an amateur with no budget. Right. We would be able to get away with the cheeky, the cheeky no budget uh, solution. Yeah. Um, it takes devotion to be that bad. Much like how many pips that is that? How many yeah. pips? 
that does it take? Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, <laughs> devotion. Did we talk about this last week? I don't think we did. We talked about it in the theater over the weekend on yeah. the way to watch the Bob's Burgers. I don't believe we talked about it on there, but it's it's a war fighter pilot movie. Mm-hmm. It doesn't look bad. It doesn't <laughs> look great either. Um, next up, in a movie cast entirely by people who are who are getting a lot of work recently, <laughs> it's The Menu, <laughs> starring. Anna Taylor Joy, Taylor Joy, who's just everywhere, and Ralph Fiennes, who's also seemingly everywhere lately. She's hot right now. Ralph Finney's, and it's is is it me or is like haute cuisine culture the new like horror genre? I mean, I think it's always been right for that. <laughs> like we can go, we can go back as far as Fallout New Vegas. With the uh, the Ultralux and the White Glove Society, they were all cannibals. And they yeah, were all, I think like, I think that's where it probably people. stems from. Is that whenever you see like a horror food movie, it's always like, oh my god, are they going to eat people? And there's always that innate suspense of like, yeah, and cannibalism people? is inherently like unsettling to people. Yeah, like rightfully so. It gross. <laughs> Don't eat people. Well, okay. Wait, is that John Leguizamo yes. in there? I did see him. I spotted. I spotted a John Johnny L. Is he in there to die first? Um, I hope not. I want him in. No, he's the he's lost on his way back to the Mushroom Kingdom. <laughs> Char- he's got to be. He, he got Day the there. he got the mushrooms for them. Um, <laughs> yeah, why the fuck? Why the fuck is Charlie Day playing Luigi when you had John Leguizamo ready to reprise the Come role? On. It was right there. <laughs> uh, I, I love John Leguizamo in this movie is appropriately playing the character movie star. <laughs> yes. Excellent. Uh, yeah, so this is like, this is going under art. I'm putting this under art horror. Yeah. That's fair. Which isn't just like artsy flavored horror, but like horror about fine art. <laughs> oh, I like this guy at 31 seconds. He he reminds me of Stanley Tooch. <laughs> Tooch? Except with more hair. Tooch. The Tooch? You... That makes sense to me. You know, yes. it, it activates my subliminal neurons when I see Stanley Tucci lookalikes <laughs> in, a, in a food setting. Getting strong Tucci vibes. A little, little passing resemblance to the Tooch. It's 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 deep, it's deep Freudian connections. Um, yeah, so I just see the Tooch making his vegetarian lasagna in his Tuscan garden. Yeah, it seems like I, I don't know what the I, what the I, overarching euphoria. plot. So this is well, this is a teaser at least, I guess, of this movie. So we don't like fully yeah. know the plot. I mean, you can infer, get some pretty good ideas. The musical uh, cues suggest that things are not as they seem. No. And it is, it is possibly a a scheme to literally eat the rich, would be my guess. Could be. Could be. Could be literally eat the rich. Could be uh could be I got hunting vibes from them. I got like hunt like hunt them for sport. Um most yeah. Seems like they're know, trapped in this little the eater. I mean the food Tell is me definitely people. This one before. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah they're eating people. <laughs> 
I ate the people. It's people, stupid. <laughs> people are made out of food. <laughs> what if what if they're actually eating the poor, and they're they're, they're all okay with it? <laughs> and this is actually like funded I, by billionaires, and they're like, no. Well, if you believe Vampire the, the Masquerade bloodlines, then the <laughs> poor people don't taste as good. <laughs> yeah, money is a good tenderizer. Uh, if you... Now, I'm not saying that it's special or anything to have a virgin blood, but I think you'd understand that you your sandwich wouldn't quite taste as good if someone had a piece. <laughs> I feel like, you know, if you were going to eat a sandwich, you'd want to know someone hadn't fucked it. <laughs> I don't know. The liver king has always eaten testicles, and I'm starting to think he's onto something. So let's just not. All right. Who, I've heard this name. This name the is liver king? Bell, but I do not. Yes. Tell us about the, the liver king. The liver king, king oh, is yes. a. Please tell uh, us about the liver uh, king. I, I mean, he, he got famous, like, through other means, but. He popped off on TikTok and just based pretty much every social media site now where he pops off on. He's just a roided out jerk who just fucking does crazy lifts and uh, is uh, just has the worst mentality of like the alpha male mentality. But he's also like uh, the what the prehistoric male, basically, uh, and ancestors. It's a whole gimmick to oh. sell supplements uh, and his... His whole his name right. behind him, the Liver King, is because he eats liver like daily. The Liver King sounds like a fucking Elden Ring. Boss. Yeah, it does. It does, and he probably is, and he actually looks like one. <laughs> He's not far from it. I would have to roll to dodge his I can't. attacks of swinging <laughs> livers at me. His big wind. Up <laughs> his swings. big wind up liver swings, and and his <laughs> second like... stage is he takes off the weights that he has on his body. Do you think they're, like, healthy livers, or are they all just, like, what my well, liver looks like, I'm sure? <laughs> well, I don't think they're human livers. Uh, my guess is beef. <laughs> That's disappointing. Um, but I wouldn't be like surprised Pinocchio, if he's tried. I'm sure it will be disappointing. Now, is it a coincidence that we got two Pinocchios in, like, the same year? Because um, we had that Russian phenomenon. No, thing, everyone. So. I I feel like it just came in. They, Disney finally lost. They they lapsed in their copyright. Well, that's what happened everyone with Winnie the Pooh. Second. That's why we're getting Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. <laughs> blood and Honey. I love it. I can't <laughs> yeah. wait for that shit. Um, um, it's the next it's in the line good. of Disney live action remakes. In a in a month, where funnily enough. Uh, Peter and I have been clowning on the live action, heavy air quotes for those of you not watching the video podcast, Lion King. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, they're, they're ready to do it again and make a million dollars. Yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to sell a billion because, of course, it will. It's, it's a Disney remake. No matter how bad they are, uh, they always seem to do about a billion. Mm -hmm. And um, I guess the the only question on my mind is uh, which background character that are they gonna make gay this time? Jiminy, Jiminy. Well, based off his uh, CG, yeah, he's really gay, incredibly gay. Or 
Orange or Pinocchio? You know what? Fiery. You could make Pinocchio gay. Like Blaming. Pinocchio didn't have like a love interest, did he? He had no. He, he did have some friends at the carnival. Yeah, you could make him gay. You could make Pinocchio gay pretty easily. In fact, you know, if you watch the original Pinocchio, you kind of get a heavy gay vibe coming off of him. <laughs> And the, he's talking about how, how much he wants see, to be a real boy. His nose grows. <laughs> the last. Think, see, the thing is, I think they already did that with Pinocchio, a true yeah, story. Yeah, oh, you, you got it before me? Fuck. <laughs> yeah, I still refuse to believe that this movie is real. It's, it is real. I, I actually know some background Father. to it. Father. Um, so. <laughs> This was done by like some. This was like a movie that came out a couple years ago, I think, um, and it got re-edited and voiced by uh, Polly Shore for a U.S. release, I believe it is, because um, I think it was originally came out in like um, Ukraine. I think it was like the studio that did it, um, and it was it was bad. It was really bad. Even even like the original like one was was bad uh but there was a lot of so like it's littered with like mistranslations and uh just not sure why paulie shore decided to uh to voice it the way he did shore has no other options and he's not very talented um uh, but yeah apparently like like if you so somebody did a whole review and they sat through it and uh and, and and bared it um but it like it did not make sense like the plot of it was not all there so there might have been like mistranslation with the u.s version as well so uh to paraphrase just... canadian legend jean lejoie Polly shore is easily forgettable and mm-hmm. he's not very liked but there's also this is not the same pinocchio story that we know so this is like for some reason there's like what fruity pinocchio or like or fruity pinocchio, pinocchio is supposed to be like <clears throat> you don't know the real story you've been lied to by the mainstream media you've you only know fake news pinocchio i'm gonna tell you the real pinocchio story and it but involves only a talking you cat. buy my supplements <laughs> yeah yeah and it involves We've got the finest nutraceuticals it involves a, uh, a a mean fairy godmother or whatever the fuck it is who likes to be a recluse and lives alone and is just like each easily approachable. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, live action Pinocchio. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's got Tom Hanks yep. in it as Geppetto. So yay. Oh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt playing Jiminy Cricket. Sure. Fine. Um, sure. It's, it's what you Why do the with these not? Disney live action remakes. You get a couple of, recognizable celebrities to play a few parts and then you make a billion dollars it's, it's how it goes it's what it is yep. it's what it do it makes a lot of money and you could say that uh these all of all of the disney properties form a kind of joint economic area uh this trailer that i'm about to segue into that i'm currently segueing into Came as has dropped within the span since we started recording. <laughs> I was about to say, this I don't is, recognize this. Is this is live. This is live on is tape air set waves. Um, the most original movie 
title I've ever seen. Money Heist. Korea. Korea, right. Money Heist. Money Heist, colon, Korea, dash, joint economic area. Because there was another Money Heist movie, right? Or it was a show or something like that. I think it was a Netflix show. I know there's Money Plane. Yeah, that's a different thing entirely. But no, Money Heist, I believe, (laughs) it's coming back to me, was a Netflix show, and um, some people liked it. I remember people at uh, my, not my last company, when I worked at Coherent, talking in the break room about Money Heist and how it was good. So now uh, Netflix has been a uh, proprietor of the uh, Korean market with Squid Game. They're wedding the two concepts together. <laughs> yes. Um, this is the ultimate team-up movie where North and South Korea will have to team up to save the hostages from the, from the money heist. Because they're going to steal the money out of both Koreas. <laughs> Was that the plot of fucking uh, Homefront? Where a united Korea teams up with China to invade the U.S. I believe that's that is the the alt history playbook there. Yes. Um. So, um, it's it's Korean. Yeah, there that's, was a that's what there, I can there's say. a couple of money heists. Um, but back in like I, I'm seeing the earliest one from like 2017, which is money heist. Uh, it's got a lot of foreign names on it. I don't know if it's like Spanish or French. Ursula Corbero. Um, and then there was Money Heist Korea that we know about. Money Heist from Tokyo to Berlin. Money Heist the Phenomenon. And I don't... This isn't Money Heist. Why did you give me this IMDb? Uh, but yeah, so there, there might there's probably a long lot of it. So hooray, Money Heist Korea. Cool. Now, we uh, just move like on. the princess is cool. Oh shit! You Girl, forgot just... the best one. We've been saving the best for last. It's not your normal princess about... story. She's got a sword. <laughs> is it's it just, the it... legendary Daikatana? <laughs> <laughs> but man, a redhead princess who fights back. Oh yeah. I've never heard this before. Here you go, Kurt. She's the she's the protagonist, that? redhead. Huzzah. It's never been redhead girls, Jake. They have plenty of good oh. representation. Oh, it's the redhead males. Well, yes, you the know, redheaded man out there. All of these nothing. bad guys are brunettes or black hair. So, mm-hmm. don't hear me complaining. I'm just saying so. we make up like one <laughs> percent of the global population. <laughs> Yet we seem to make up about 50% of movie villains. Well, is it because we commit more villainry? I don't think so. You should, be, you should be flattered because a lot of people like <laughs> The Dark Knight because of the Joker, and he's a villain. So sometimes the villains make the movie. <laughs> Vis a vis the well, he, additive property. He literally had the opposite of red hair. That's true. He had green no, hair. No, I'm not making a direct comparison to hair color. I'm just saying, sometimes the villains make the movie. Jake's argument destroyed with facts and logic. 
<laughs> Green is not red. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> You've so got let's me. Say, let's say hypothetically, for example, that, that we had a princess that fought back. In in a in a traditional uh, medieval movie, and say and say also for example that we played uh, Joan Jett's bad reputation in a montage <laughs> over that. Would you conclude that this would be possibly maybe like Shrek? I was thinking like Brave. <laughs> All right, Ben Shabibo. Hypothetically, <laughs> <laughs> well, said redhead princess that fights back. Enough. I thought Brave, which just furthers the point that. This is not an original idea. Yeah, nope, uh, yeah. not not really. Um, but that was like even fucking like Gallivant did this did the fucking twist on the the Princess Bride stuff. Even the fucking Princess Bride did a <laughs> twist on the Princess Bride. Hell, Star Wars, you could say, would argue that the uh, the princess, the badass princess, was like breaking the mold. They were the trendsetter. Yeah. Fucking Kill Bill. Dude, we can just keep listing movies Alien. that are more original than this. <laughs> but she wasn't a princess. She called me princess. Well, that's <laughs> the princess. So get your wallets ready. <laughs> Time Money to drain. Um, from the princess, we have the bear oh shit there's more um, this is don't worry this is this is the last one i know of um and i'll keep it short there it's it's about it's an fx hulu original it's it's fx but it's only on hulu um so tell me how that works batman um it's about a restaurant in a city and he's trying to make the restaurant work and it's it's sassy chefs, and they're all bantering, and it's like funny, but then it's drama. See, I kind of love this, so, you know, FX show. I kind of love this concept though because um, I just remember the time when I was a cook, a fry cook in a kitchen, and uh, I look back on that time as a very transformative time in my life, where I don't want to go back to. Uh, I was a very bad person in the kitchen i was a piece of shit though i was a, like, i was the, the i no now you say you say bad person but bad person in the kitchen is a quite a spectrum like the chef spectrum runs a, a wide variance look i how, how okay bad i was this? not as bad as like your stereotype i don't think like people actually spit on food or like like will actually do stuff to your food like if somebody sends something back like i there's just lines that you don't cross, and if there is somebody Are you who does implying that, that eh, waiting don't... lied to me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Nobody is scratching dandruff as garlic salt on your steak. Ryan Reynolds but, is um, not a liar, sir. <laughs> I mean, you would. You work in a kitchen. You shouldn't be surprised when you get orders for food and you have to do work. But every single time. Oh, we would get so mad at you like, want me to do my job. People. Yes, and it was like we would have like you would have you could have calm for like two hours straight, be bored out of your mind. The second something comes in, you are cussing them out something foul. And uh, I've seen people snap. Uh, I've seen people come not be able to come in because they were too high. 
Um, you know, <laughs> that get believe. high out in the. You know, it's just it's just that place. I've had an old man scream to me in my face, and like I was this this. I'm not an aggressive person. This close, this close to assaulting a man. Um, oh, it was uh, it was a different time. Chef, when fights. the pressure's high. And those kitchens are like 117 degrees, like constant throughout the summer. Man, you mm-hmm. you get you get into some uh, some debates. Some uh, yes, Peter and I know the unpleasantness of working next to uh, ovens in the summer. <laughs> I can at least yeah. vouch for that much. Um, but yeah, no, okay, so I that that's yep, that's chef life. The chef life is different, so I'm, I'm kind of interested to see this actually. All right. I want to see some uh, more shows. Well, on that note, we end Trey Watch unceremoniously before any tra- more trailers can be brought up. <laughs> be Executive decision is being made. <laughs> We're moving on to the follow-up. Oh, but one just dropped, guys. <laughs> no. All the Disney Celebration trailers are out. Daddy says no. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Domestic weekend, 21, May 27th through 30th. 2022 Memorial Day weekend, long weekend. Uh, taking the top spot over the long weekend was Top Gun Maverick, bringing in an impressive 160.514 million dollars in 4,700 theaters, which is a good 900 more than the second place Doctor Strange <laughs> in the Multiverse of Madness, which brought in a Another $20 million over this long weekend um, in its fourth week. Opening in third, our feature presentation for this week, uh, the Bob's Burgers movie, bringing in a respectable $14.8 million in its opening weekend. Uh, Downton Abbey, A New Era, in its second week, dropped three spots, or I'm sorry, uh, two spots, down to fourth, $7.4 million. For its trouble, um, the bad guys, which I believe is out on video on demand now, is hauling in another five point six million dollars. Everything, everywhere, all at once, which will be on VOD, I think, this month and its tenth week, still bringing in a respectable three point two million dollars. Where'd this land at? Where are we at on this? Well, I think the last time we talked about it, it made about fifty-seven million dollars worldwide. It's now up to seventy-seven and a half million really worldwide. Good. So yeah, it's it's had a, a late resurgence. A twenty-four has got is, legs, um, as they said. A twenty-four is putting out some content, as they often do. Men, mm-hmm. men so, was a slip. Men, men was a bit of a slip, but they they've had some good stuff come out. Sonic the Hedgehog two brings in $3.1 million in its eighth week. Um, very respectable for Sonic 2. And it's looking at that nice $386 million haul, which is uh, pretty damn good. The Lost City. Yep. Somehow, this movie's still in the top ten. Ten weeks for this random fucking romantic comedy adventure movie. I don't get it. Like, we got to watch the, this. It's got to be incredible, right? To have this kind of legs. Like, this movie made fucking $181 million worldwide. 
That's kind of that's that's really actually impressive. Uh, There's got to be lie. something to this, right? That's yeah, that's fucking incredibly impressive. That's more than twice as much as more billions made. No, don't say that. No, <laughs> <laughs> no saying, it's Morbin time. Morbin, all those I, guys. Jake, I swear to God, it. we tried Morbin over the weekend. I tried Morbin. You tried Morbin? We How did. Was it? But the, yeah. the version we had wasn't very good. I've since acquired a higher quality version of Morbin and we're gonna we're gonna watch it, we're gonna shout it's Morbin time, and then we're gonna morb all our drinks while he morbs all those guys. So I'm I'm glad you I'm glad you brought this up. This uh, I wanna do a PSA. Um beware, uh fellow TikTokers out there, there are some bad actors that are trying to force you to morb uh by condensing the movie Morbius into five second snippets into a five second snippet and then flashing it in front of you in the middle of a TikTok and then they say you just watch Morbius and it's, it's, some people don't want to watch Morbius and they're just Morbin people um, so watch out you know on the streets it's late at night walk with a friend uh, just people are getting morbed I just don't want to see anybody get morbed it's a weird morbed. convulsions of that, nature those vigilante morbs <laughs> it's a weird convulsions of nature which is a very apt metaphor that uh, in my life at least that the person who tweeted out the morbid time thing is ranked 10 Yu-Gi-Oh <laughs> yeah it's um and, and morbid time it, it sometimes is morbid time sometimes it's not Some it's morbid time uh, most of the time I think it's morbid times a lot of the time let's be honest 95% of the time you can be doing some morbid <laughs> um men <laughs> slips to ninth in its second week 1.5 million dollars for the as we found out last week much maligned movie and rounding yeah. up the top 10, yet catapulting into our spotlight, is F3, Fun and fun Frustration, opening in 10th with a $1.195 million weekend in just 400 theaters, though. So it brought in nearly $3,000 a theater, which is pretty good. These Bollywood movies tend to do pretty good per theater take, which makes you wonder why more theaters don't carry them. <laughs> But but man, Crossgates will have oh, it. Oh yes, they will, and perhaps, probably not though, because these don't stay in theaters for very long. Perhaps coming to a masterpiece theater near you. Um, we could try and see uh, the adventures of Venki and Varun. Yes, F three has no media outlet reviews other than IMDb, on which it holds a five point eight out of ten. Oh, buddy. Powerful. But that's all we need, because as we know, the real reviewers hang out in the IMDb user review sections. And if you ever need the scoop on a movie, that is the place to go. Um, for example, uh, R.D. Hantika has a 10 out of 10 review titled Nice. Okay. Uh, nice. <laughs> Submitted May 27, 2022. Nice movie. Totally funny. Crying eyes emoji. Tongue out emoji. A winking tongue out emoji. And enjoyable. Popcorn emoji. Film reel emoji. Movie. <laughs> Every age group person can see this movie. 
young or aged, all will be happy after seeing this movie. Nice presentation by Venki and Verone. And this movie is full of comedy and totally based on money. Paid out twenty three thousand. Now, I want to know what this is, so <laughs> I'll have to look it up, maybe after or uh, after I'm done reading this. Uh, one out of ten by <laughs> Abul Javid Sheikh. Please carry Sastri Balm with you. Surely it's a delight to watch if you are having a disturbed day at your work or frustrated only you can enjoy this bloody movie to the fullest. Oh, are they British? Maybe we should be like... If you're chill mood and wants to spend some quality time watching a movie, then strictly avoid this isn't worth your quality time. This isn't the sequel of F2, but it has the same characters of that of that of F2 this movie had complete different story or you can tell senseless story with senseless comedy the director tried something new which didn't work well with and the shocking news is at the end of the movie you will get to know that are that they're planning F4 as well which I'm going to watch not going to watch 5 out of 6 found that helpful of oh, the um I forgot the title of that in the beginning. Please carry Sastry Balm with you. I believe it is a traditional Hindu, like a salve, like a, like a pain-relieving okay. cream. Okay. I, I put up the link so, to it. So, yeah. Jake, for it. I couldn't help but notice you started out with a an accent and mm. then said, oh, maybe they're British and changed accents. Am I to believe well, they said that well, you know, India was a British colony until, like, the 60s, right? Yeah, they don't say bloody. Yes, they do. That's how they learned English. They heard learned the UK style of English. Oh, this guy didn't do didn't do oh, a good enough man. job, I guess. There was a lot of, Indi- I, lot of capitals. I'm sure Indian came right out. Like, they just split off from South America, and they just, they sailed the entire continent <laughs> over to, over to Southern Asia. Pretty sure they did that. That was like in the fifties, right? Something like that. Called yeah. that. The Cuban Revolution. I think so there was a crisis <laughs> involving missiles, as I recall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they couldn't find enough missiles to put on. To yeah, they needed they needed more the missiles to, to, get to them propel going. them into South Asia. Yeah. And when they said when they left, they say, "I'll be gone." D. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. That was their not. That was the non-violent uh, protest. Was that they just left and and they took the whole and country. They, and they, they left. used up violent armaments in the process. It was double non-violence. <laughs> <laughs> right, I gotta go read it. I gotta go read a four out of ten now. <laughs> um, the middle now. This is a polarizing, divisive movie. So the middle ones were thin on the ground, by which I mean there were no four or five, there were no five or six star reviews. Um, but we do have this four out of ten from uh, Morali Chikala. Uh, worse than Jabardash comedy. Uh, to be honest, Anil let us down with this silly and forced comedy. It's too silly, guys. The story is illogical and outdated. 
Even Venki's facial expressions during comedy scenes were routine and annoying. <laughs> However, Varun's performance was good with his body expressions. Bottom line, F3 is just a shadow of F2. No one. Not, not, no one. Zero out of zero, baby. Like, but... <laughs> It's a, he did, this man is this person is uh, criticizing F three for being too silly. I don't want to comedy. I want to say it in a weird way, but why do all these Bollywood movies have just like lettered numeral names like F two, Triple R? I think I. Baseless conjecture. Absolute fucking fire in the dark. Um, they want to be able to get, have the, you know, the recognizable name of like an acronym. So not a super long name. Um, plus using English characters. Because this isn't even, I don't even think this is like an Indian thing. This is just a marketplace of the world thing. Is if you take your product and put English words on it. It will do better. <laughs> Everyone, people love the fucking English words on their movies and shit. You put, you will put English words anywhere. It's like Hagen Dots, <laughs> where, but in reverse. All right, um, but they don't want to actually have to say English words, so they're just like it's F three. <laughs> Manish Gavin has a ten out of ten review. Ignore negativity. Many period ellipsy. It's a fun fair, actually. A much-awaited movie, mm-hmm. F3, has finally arrived in our nearest theaters, ellipses. And in my opinion, it's really good in terms of comedy and humor, second ellipses. Yes, there are some over-the-top visuals in comedy, another ellipses, yet can be pacified by Vinky Mama's acting. Four period ellipses. Surprisingly, for there have been no like clear sentence breaks so far. Surprisingly, Ron Tej tried his best and did show his acting potential in the movie. Another ellipses. First half was good and second half was a bit slow in screenplay, yet was entertaining. Another ellipses. Tamana was really good. Another ellipses. Mehran was okay. Yet another ellipses. And it's a different number of periods each time, seemingly. Twist in the climax wasn't unexpected. Another ellipses. Anali could have replaced it with any other situation. Another ellipses. Star hero section were the best parts in the movie and were the funniest. Another ellipses. Tamana playing as a boy was unexpected. Ellipses. Climax fight was the best. Ellipses. Screenplay was loud. Ellipses. And editing was smooth. Ellipses. Ignore negativity and logics in this movie. Ellipses. As it is irrelevant for a comedy movie. Period. That Period. that is okay. that whole paragraph technically is one giant run-on sentence. It's just it's got so much emphasis though with all the ellipses. I I guess <laughs> that's what it's got you so much. Um, they could just use period. Got so much drama. I mean, I guess technically an ellipsis is a period, 
So you could argue that it is a new sentence. Started with an ellipsis on the four period ones. So we got a one out of ten from Lathema Lalith Lalith So many I's and L's. I cannot. Lalith Male Mally Pilly. <laughs> Sorry, Get that was Mally pilled. Uh, nothing but forced comedy. I liked F2, to be honest. Well, it wasn't a great film. Jake. It had... <laughs> what? I'll stop you right there. <laughs> it's, I, I like their culture. It, impersonation <laughs> is not racist. It's not. A, it is when it's not that good. <laughs> this person is uh, Indian, so I just want to read it like they would be typing. You don't so, know that um, for sure. Uh, <laughs> they would be typing. <laughs> I'm just trying to give. I'm just trying to put us in the mood if we were actually in India reading this over their shoulder as they were typing it. And then we'd be like, well, thank you. Thank you for this uh, opportunity to come into your home. I liked, fine, I'll do it normal voiced. I liked F2, to be honest. While it doesn't, while it wasn't a great film, it had elements that were, (laughs) that were enough to make people laugh, thereby giving a good refreshment overall. But F3 laughs, lacks those elements too. All the cast were made to do forced comedy, and it didn't have elements to make us laugh. I feel F3 wasn't, isn't a worthy watch at all. Better to skip it. 11 out of 15. Found that helpful. I see. Uh, finally. Finally. After all this time. Um, I'm going to see if I can't do my, my best, like, Microsoft Sam, or, like, generic... The generic is. I voice. am here to talk to you about a review. <laughs> Hello, Mario. Uh, from Sergianarian Sahu. Whoa. Um, 7 out of 10. Not great, but not bad at all. If you really like comedy movie, then this movie is perfectly for you. The whole cast section is just amazing, but comedian. Uh, Sta- uh, Satya's character presence is little is little bit lesser, but he is the upcoming comedy star of Tollywood, and he done the good job in this film. Hollywood. After a long time, Sunil all back their own comedy track. I like most. Film climax was a little bit disappointing. Request viewer to put your logic sense in your home before going to watch this film. Overall, good attempt by director Anil Sir. Two out of two out of six. Yeah, the, the one downside of the video Take here. those words home with you. Request viewer to put your logic sense in your home before going to watch uh, this film, which I'm pretty sure is, I, if I'm if I'm actually like trying to, you know, uh, syntax this, I'm, I think it was, please, viewer, leave your logic at home before going to watch the movie. That seems like a request that they might make. Um... Yeah, so that's F3. And uh, that's also the follow-up as we move on to gaming news. And a uh, pretty, pretty newsworthy week this week, um, although I will admit to uh, not grabbing all of these stories that I, I possibly could have. Um, I will claim it was in the interest in time, 
and and not just because I didn't start preparing for the show until 20 minutes before we started recording. Um, a cyberpunk cat adventures called Stray gets a gameplay trailer and a July release date. Uh, guide a cat through a dangerous cyberpunk city this summer. Uh, I feel <laughs> like my girlfriend is going to bake me to buy her this video game. <laughs> Uh, we finally got a nice look at Stray, the third-person cyberpunk adventure game from Blue 12 Studio and Anna Interactive at Sony's State of Play presentation. Um, it is a PlayStation exclusive, it appears. Um, it will... Oh, I'm sorry, no. Stray will release on Steam on July 19th, but it will also be on the PS5. Um... It actually looks pretty interesting. Uh, the cyberpunk elements are very much like uh, Kamigawa Neon Dynasty style cyberpunk and not like Cyberpunk 2077 cyberpunk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I've seen I think I've seen some early like um, screenshots of it. Uh, yeah, it, it looks uh, it looks fun. Looks kind of neat. Different. Uh, I think that what the whole thing is that there's no humans in the in. Like um. Yeah, you see a robot, the humanoid robot, but yeah, yeah, it's see like person, person. Yeah, there's like mostly robots or something, or you interact with. Yeah, robots. I don't think some, you some see. Like that. Yeah, there doesn't seem to be any people in the trailer. Um, perhaps that's what the cat is looking for, the people. Maybe it wants scritches. Yeah. Um, it wants it wants that cat food. Spite, it's happening, <laughs> folks. It's not a drill. Uh, um, Insomniac Spider-Man is coming to the PC. It's happening. Uh, Peter Parker, Miles Morales, both both versions coming to the game. It will supposedly support ray tracing, as it did ray tracing kind of on the PS5 port of it. Um, for whatever ray tracing capabilities the, <laughs> the PS5 has, I think it's running an AMD GPU, which is uh. Not the best for ray tracing. Um, Marvel Spider-Man hit the PS4 in 2018 and was praised for being generally awesome. And uh, while several Sony's P- planned PC ports have been teased in advance or leaked in the, vi- in the NVIDIA GeForce Now database, uh, Spider-Man was not among them. It is one of Sony Pictures' most treasured characters and a box office cash cow. And uh, similarly, a powerhouse in their gaming division. Um, it will be dropping on August 12th, 2022, under the name Spider-Man Remastered. Um, it's it's exciting times. I, I said when God of War got announced, good, now do Spider-Man so I don't have to buy your fucking console. <laughs> because those Hell are the yeah. two games I wanted to play on it. Yep. Very, very um, yeah, a lot of stuff coming out of the state of play. Um, I see here yet another <laughs> urban motion simulator, <laughs> this time with guns. Roller Dome, which I'm pretty sure was they just took the game Zenith or Zenith from like the mid 2000s, real super niche indie game where you rode around on a flying pair of skates and you could use Twitter. Um, that that was that game. It it, it kind of gets the art style of that. 
Um, but you roll around a roller dome and shoot people with guns, and it's that kind of action. Um, so that's the thing. Also, uh, Street Fighter Six, another trailer. Oh, right, cool. I I didn't actually. Yeah, so it's we're seeing some that. some the. Fr- I I just call it a frame data. Yeah, because <laughs> wasn't it just like the poster? Uh, there's no, it doesn't show like the UI or anything, um, but it does show, uh, you know, your favorite characters executing some maneuvers. Right. We got we got a nice city. Um, this looks like the New York level from Street Fighter Five. Um, we got Beard Ryu. Yeah, it, it opens Daddy with Ryu. Luke. Luke in the gym. Uh, some narration. And we got, oh shit, got Chun Li with more legs than ever. Yeah. Um. um looks the like legs. they're doing doing kind of hip hop soundtrack. It looks like there's some sort of adventure mode happening. Uh, let's see a character yeah. model running around. Maybe it's just a cutscene. But no, that looks like a uh, open world adventure style thing. Which they, I think they kind of did something like that in one of the console ports of Alpha Two. Um, mm. but yeah, so this confirms that Chun Li is going to be in there. Um, a few new characters looks like, uh, unless these are just like really deep this cuts is, that I'm not oh, familiar they got, with. They have the online the battle hub, so it's just like fucking Fighter Z. Yeah, Jamie, Luke, Chun Li, Ryu. All confirmed. Um, they show you some of the moves. Uh, it looks... These look like target combos. Um, and the EX moves, obviously, are, are there. Um, there's some sort of counter. Good to know that some series maintain their mechanics from, from uh, entry to entry. Yeah, it looks like there's oh, some sort of counter mechanic. Um like a parry almost it's probably going to is going to spend uh some sort of resource i don't know if it's going to be like a uh focus attack or more similar to like a uh, v reversal um but it looks like the the next gen rivalry here is going to be between Luke and Jamie they're going to be the Ryu and Ken of this next generation of street fighter that i as as far as i'm aware street fighter 6 Still takes place between Street Fighters four and three in terms of the timeline. <laughs> like I think Street Fighter three is the end of the end of the road there, but I don't I don't fucking know anymore. I I didn't pay much attention to the story of Street Fighter five. I'll have to hop on a wiki and read. Yep. Um. Um. The one other thing from the state of play was they were talking a bunch of Resident Evil stuff, including the Resident Evil four remake this time in the vein of re one two and three as they've been doing yes. um which the most predictable i don't know this one's a little a little different for you know it's different for me because like one re4 has been put on everything because it's why it was wildly popular uh that's an understatement by the way wildly popular um and two we already have a really good resident evil 4 remake in resident evil 8 the other one about a European village, yeah, where you have to fight non-zombie monsters. I mean, everyone's been waiting for this one. Uh, Resident Evil Four is probably the most popular entry in the franchise. 
um as peter mentioned it's been mm-hmm. it's it's in the same rarefied era of of doom as uh, far as being ported to pretty much any platform that can run it even if it can only just kind of barely run it <laughs> um yeah. But uh, you know, ever since they started doing these Resident Evil remakes, people have been waiting for Resident Evil 4's turn. Uh Resident Evil 2 was probably the other biggest one, um cuz RE2 is probably the second most popular Resident Evil. Um mm-hmm. even if it's not my favorite. RE4 is is that's that's that sounds. It's my favorite Resident Evil game. Mm-hmm. Um, so I will probably be propping down the thirty nine ninety nine or whatever they end up charging for this. Um, whereas I did yep. not for few games can can make you feel as un on nerve on on your nerves or on edge as RE four does just walking around in a village. <laughs> Like well, speak, nothing happening. Speaking of walking around a village, um, uh, V Rising uh, is the hot new uh, game that everybody's been playing. Uh, if you ever want to try out a vampire survival, is that the, the TikTok game. No, no, it's just um, it like got a lot of attention. It's a, from a small developer, um, and it's like. Oh, is this that top-down shooty game thing, or no? A, I don't know if it's a shooty this game. Some, it's this like, is not that. It's got some abilities. It's got some, like, crafting of materials. It's like, um, uh, it, oh, shit, what's it called? Valheim? Okay, it's I like think if Valheim like Vampire was, Hunter or something like that. It's like if Valheim was, um, uh, uh, with, vamp, with vampires instead of, like, Vikings. Um, and you got can get powers, um, you got, like, you can build your town or whatever, your, your hut. Uh, it's got, like, like day and night mechanics where like the sun will hurt you but you have to get into shade it's got um i think it's got werewolves in it or you can transform into a wolf even though you're a vampire i, I don't know the exact mechanics of it um but yeah i saw it played a little bit um even though the <laughs> gameplay that i i saw was of a streamer getting a grief by a, a stream sniper um it's too early in development for them to have some, uh, you know, patches to some of the stuff. So there's obviously some some kinks to work out with some like PvP elements, because there is like PvP stuff. Um, but there is like an immortal, like you can you can be like uh, undamageable, untargetable mm-hmm. for a period of time, uh, depending on like when you join the server or something like that. So uh, enough people seem to like it. So it's uh, kind of interesting. I'm I'm looking here. Um, this was, I guess, like we probably could have covered this last week, but Fallout London. Um, there's there's gonna be a Fallout London. Isn't no Fallout oh, London's a I mod, was... I believe. Yeah. Oh, it's a, it mod. a mod. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. I okay, saw that, that I think uh, a couple um, weeks ago or something. But yeah. it's been gotcha. It's popular so, mod, I think. That's what I caught here. Oh, well, I think it's yeah, just it starting. Like it's... I don't think they've like released anything yet, other than like yeah. concept um, stuff. Yeah. Well, is it concept yeah. or was it? Looks like it's got a lot of a lot of hype behind mm-hmm. it. Um, speaking of adding things, <laughs> popular additions to games, we have to. I'm contractually obligated con- to continue the chronicling of No Man's Sky editions. Uh, We've got another one. Um, 
It's Leviathan. Uh, so this one is really, really big creature ships. Nice. Uh, I think that's the main content of, of this one. Uh, EA has officially unveiled the sequel to Jedi Fallen Order. Uh, everyone's oh, favorite yes. charisma singularity, Cal Kestis, uh, will be returning in Jedi Survivor, and it will be out next year. Um, I think the first things I've heard from it is it takes place five years after the events of Fallen Order. Um, the, the the trailer shows us some mysterious red lightsaber using character. Um, there's somebody in a Bacta tank. Um, there's a... I forgot what they're... I want to cl- the, clarify for the audience that this is a uh, cinematic trailer. There is no gameplay yeah. shown whatsoever. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, with no, a no launch date of next year, that should make you worried. Yeah, I don't expect to hear anything, um, uh, you know, gameplay-wise for, for a while. Well, I mean, yeah. my, my point with that is that a year is not a lot of time to develop a game. So if you can't, if you don't have anything to show a year out from launch... You're kind of in trouble. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know how much of it was yeah. just to like show for um, uh, Star Wars Celebration or what. Um, there, I mean, there was a lot of like stuff put out there. Well, they, they were going to do it for Star ready. Wars Celebration, you know, and it's just a cinematic trailer. You think they would have done it around the fourth of May? Maybe uh, I don't know. I mean. Maybe maybe they had it all lined up. I don't I don't know why why Star Wars does what they do. I mean they had a fuck ton of stuff that they released during Star Wars Celebration, over the the I think it was a four day period that they had released content and just content out of the wazoo. I think there was another Star Wars game as well, but I don't remember exactly what it was. Um, but yeah, it it seems like it's gonna be a good follow up. I mean, The Fallen Order was was really really well received. Um, and oh. I just hope they bring enough enough things new to the table to uh, get people to go out and buy it. But I'm pretty sure the story was, you know, will we'll bring people back enough. Um, I get, the one depiction was that uh, there was a lot of cinematics in the game Fallen Order, and it's just the guy is looking more and more like the voice actor. So it's generated a lot of hype of like, are they going to include him in a show or something like that or a movie like the actor, the voice yeah, actor? Maybe. Yeah. Fallen Order did pretty well at 79 on Metacritic. That's uh, pretty good. Um, not a ton of negative reviews from like professional critics. So take that for what you will. Um, I played it a little bit. I should probably finish it. I didn't, I didn't love my time with it, but I didn't spend a ton of time with it at the same time, so I don't really have a, a strong opinion on it. But it, there's there's a list, there's a queue forming because there's Vampire the Masquerade that I want to finish, and then Disco Elysium I want to finish. <laughs> Definitely want to finish Disco Elysium. I want to see where that shit goes. Yeah. Um, 
We talk about Pokemon Scarlet Violet. Yeah, a new weekend. trailer for Pokemon Scarlet and Pokemon Violet. It's uh, the next gen Pokemon. It's it's interesting. They showed off a uh, cooperative feature. It looks like up to four people can uh, mm-hmm. play mm-hmm. co-op in a campaign. Um, how they're going to implement that and like what dimension it's going to add remains unclear. They didn't show a ton. Um, yeah. From no. what we've seen, it looks like the graphics are a little uh, polished up from Sword and Shield. Um, and they're doing an interesting thing. I think this is the first time they've ever done it where there is a different professor in either game. Mm-hmm. And they're pushing a, uh old versus new theme, it would seem. Yeah, yeah. it seems like the Scar- Pokemon Scarlet is going to be set in the past, which explains why... Uh, the rumors of them having Hisuian forms uh, appear in that game, um, or or even I heard today um, that there was the theory that the gimmick or or so you know the Megas the Gigantamax, the gimmick of this is like ancient versus future versions of Pokemon, so there might be like an ancient Charizard that you could make him turn into that form or whatever. Uh, or a futuristic version of Charizard. I that we have there's it's mm. everybody's been theory posting, but from seems like some might call baby. it primal reversions. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, it could be like that. Um, but it, it seems like it, they really are pushing the past versus future. I mean, even the legendaries' names mean um, like uh, like old. <laughs> Old versus new. Well, I mean, it's oldagon and newdagon. Uh, yeah, I these, what it was, basically. these legendaries are not um, exactly uh, the most one inspired One looks like work. a dick and balls. <laughs> yeah. One, one uh, literally looks like a dick and I, balls. I hope that they bring back baby Pokemon, and then, because you loved baby Pokemon before, old Pokemon. Uh, baby Pokemon, they should <laughs> They're not. They're advanced age now. I, I think how they the do baby Pokemon now, where you have to specifically breed for them, is is fine. I, I don't, we don't need to go back to the days of needing to fucking evolve with friendship your baby Pokemon that you're trying to breed for competitive. I don't have time to build friendship with all these Cleffa. I just need a fucking Clefable. <laughs> Uh, Just need to fable Michael. Fable. In bad news, uh, the Steam Deck's docking station has been delayed indefinitely. Uh, Valve is citing part shortages and COVID closures as causes. I am unconvinced that they ever intended to release a dock in the first place. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised. My my doomer pilled mentality and conspiracy conspiracy theory, Andy senses uh tell me that a lot of people are hiding behind claims of covid shortages and covid issues for just their own lapses in production and and willingness to adapt with the time so uh i i wouldn't be surprised if the they were never intending to make a full release or something of that yeah you can just buy like an anchor dock off of amazon there are so many third-party docks intended for use with like the switch that will work perfectly fine with the steam deck and probably cost a lot less than valve's official steam deck so Mm -hmm. i i would not worry worry fret not all six steam deck owners out there you have options. <laughs> um, 
Lupe Dex, new desktop shortcut console, looks to muscle in on the Stream Dex's turf. Um, this is I'm excited about this simply because there has really not been a competitor to the Stream Deck um, at all. It's been like it's its own thing. There's not been a product that competes with it, which is never a good thing. You want to have competition in the marketplace, and right now, the Steam De the Stream Deck kind of has. Uh, an issue, I from what I see, you have the the Stream Deck XL, which is like thirty keys or something like that. Then you have the Stream Deck, um, regular one, which I believe is fifteen, and then you have the Mini, which is what I have, which is only six. There needs to be like an eight button size, like that. I feel is is the correct size. Um. <laughs> But the uh, the loop deck seems to be a 12-button thing. Um, it's coming for the Steam Deck with its latest PC console, uh, the Loop Deck Live S. There's a somewhat simplified version of their larger products with a couple of dials, some buttons, a large touchscreen to sit under your screen. For It's launching for a little cheaper with the hope of appealing to streamer sensibilities. I guess Loop Deck makes... Uh, Products like this for more professional workflows. Um, it is a three by five grid that can be set. I guess it is fifteen. Can be set to open apps, operate PC functions, or select stuff. That sounds vague. It's because it is. Um, they're definitely gunning for the um, Loop Deck S. It will go on sale over on Indiegogo where it can be picked up for $106 for the first 99 people. Beyond that, it goes up gradually in price for a few tiers, but will ultimately sell for $149 for whomever wants it. And that's uh, about what a regular Steam Deck, a Stream Deck costs. Um, Steam Deck and Stream Deck. They, I hate that fucking name from Steam because it trips me up every time. Um, mm -hmm. So... Um, well, you can look out for that if you don't want to bake yourself into Elgato's ecosystem. Um, Diablo Immortal reportedly won't be releasing in Belgium or the Netherlands because loot boxes are illegal in that those countries, and <laughs> Blizzard doesn't give a shit and would rather not release the game in those countries than release the game without loot boxes in it. All that tells me is that the uh, the the whales are just driving ninety percent of all of that. If you can't get the whales, it's not worth releasing. Yeah, the that's. Game. I mean, that's been mobile gaming for years now. Like it's it's ninety five percent whales. Like that's where the money comes from. Like I knew a kid in fucking. I didn't know him well, but I had heard tale that a kid in my high school who was like a year, maybe two years behind me, had spent $1,700 on Clash of Clans. Jeez. That's... I, I, I can see it. That's moderately bad. Uh, yeah. I, it sounds bad. It is bad. Um, but I can kind of see it, you know, especially if you just like... Especially if you don't I've have heard your... the hor I've heard like the, the internet horror stories of the five figure whales. Well, Jeez, I, yeah. I I mean, yes, I'm not saying but, that's like But yeah, a thousand dollars on a mobile game is also but, awful. No, but for like for a kid in high school who has like no money, like that's 
That's well, a lot. I mean, was it somebody who had their like card hooked up or their account hooked up to their parents' card or something like that? And I like, don't know the deets. You know, Twenty bucks every. Yeah, I mean, it could just be like twenty bucks every every other week or every week, just to, I would have to drop on this so. thing and and maybe their parents are well off enough to not care. I mean, I got a, I got a cousin like that, and you know, every now and then, just, they just don't see certain things, and she probably got away with that a lot in, in you know high school. I can see that, but yeah, it is a that's tough. That's tough yeah. to see, especially when you're like, who? I feel bad dropping like $5 on Pokemon Go every once in a blue moon yeah. when I'm forced to. Um, data miners believe they have uncovered um, details from these upcoming Cyberpunk 2077 expansion. Um, in the 1.5 patch, they claim to have found text files, mostly English dialogue, but some in Polish. Um, they've been uploaded to... Uh, multiple subreddits, including gaming leaks and rumors, inside the archive or folders called Quest and Open underscore World, the second of which has subfolders for fixers, many world stories, scene, street stories, and world encounters. The text lays out a storyline and related side quests that begin with V infiltrating the combat zone, an area of Night City that wasn't previously explored in the main game. Quest Giver is a netrunner using the name Songbird, who hacks into V's head and temporarily replaces Johnny Silverhand, which seems like a convenient way of explaining Keanu Reeves' absence. (laughs) (laughs) Presumably getting him back into the recording booth would be a lot of money. Um, So that's cool. I've been looking forward to a reason to go back to Cyberpunk 2077. I've kind of not been playing it much um, because I... I played it and it doesn't I don't feel like the other ending is uh enough reason to just go and play it again. So I would like to see what what fixes and what new new angles and stories the DLC brings. And with that, we will talk about the cinematic equivalent of DLC <laughs> the Bob's Burgers movie. <laughs> The, the 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 paid DLC on a free game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but but hey, it's a good DLC. It's it's a it's it a wasn't bad. DLC. It wasn't bad. Um it is uh more in line with expectations than you might have expected, which sounds weird, but um to my knowledge there has only been one other Fox animated property to receive a movie, and that was the Simpsons movie in 2007. Yep. And that movie was uh, not what many expected from the Simpsons movie. Mm-hmm. No. Um, yeah. It was very exciting for me in seventh grade. A, y- a young middle schooler was, who was learning to enjoy uh, teen-rated comedy. It was like, oh, it's the show I like, but bigger. <laughs> yeah. And um, typical of these animated movie adaptations, you know, they have a bigger budget. Animation looks a little slicker. Um, they can they can do more stuff and make a longer thing. And you know, it is it is what you expect. And in, in so far as it is a longer episode of Bob's Burgers, mm-hmm. 
with slightly elevated stakes. Yes, the stakes yeah, are a little yeah. higher, uh, but this could Sta- be the like stakes a, are higher. Yeah, a two-parter episode. I could see for like a season finale, or or three-parter as it were. Um, a lot of musical numbers. I was not expecting that. Now, I guess I can't remember. Does Bob's Burgers I, normally have music in it? I think it's. I mean, every now a and little. Then they they like, do a lot of singing. Yeah, the sh- the people in the show do a lot of singing, but not like I don't numbers. know if they've gone into full. Yeah, maybe that's a later seasons thing. I haven't been keeping up with the later Neither seasons. Have I, but a lot of people are um, pointing to like the music as like the songs are as like the the thing that's actually the the breath of fresh air uh, in like the Bob's Burger franchise. Yes. The first musical number is a little, it's a little, you know, overdone. Yeah, it's a very, it's a very bland. Very Broadway. Um, which, which didn't give me a good impression starting out because I was like, oh, this is they're just putting generic musical numbers in this. This is not. I'm not about it. But the other musical numbers, the later ones, mm. were much funnier. Yeah. Yes, and more engaging. Yeah, I guess maybe so it's like those were. It's nice. like the introductory, get your feet wet. Like here's here's what this movie's gonna be like. Um, they kind of set the tone for for the the movie um, mm-hmm. and what it's gonna try to do. Because uh, it is it's kind of like I a it's kind of like a dismal. Uh, the, the some of the talking points is kind of dim. It's kind of like uh, kind of sad. I don't know. There's uh, a lot of depression and like worry. Uh, in, in a couple of things that they were talking about, with like a weird sunny side up, like the song, uh, mm-hmm. approach to certain things where they're cracking jokes at the expense of the dad and and the uh, um, you know the ever optimistic well, um, uh, the the mother and, and wife mm-hmm. uh, Linda. And I mean Linda. that's a lot of the comedy of Bob's Burgers yeah. is that they live like these. Very imperfect lives. Yeah, they yeah. they are they, they are a like struggling kinda, family, just, but they they don't really let that affect them in a meaningful way. Because you got to live somehow, mm-hmm. and sometimes you you grift your way to another to another month. Um, you know, some some shit comes up, and you just you take it and you go, and you don't even fucking look at it. You you just live with it. Um, I always, I always think about the uh, the pilot or the pre-show uh, premise for this was that they were all cannibals, and that the they were they would steal bodies from the mortuary yes. next door to make their burgers. Yeah, that's right, that's right. So they always wanted to be, but then I think they uh, would have got greenlit. They may have done was... like I think the pilot episode was like a riff on that yes. joke, and then they with the health inspectors yeah. and the rumors that they were serving human meat. Um, I, I think it's probably better for all involved that they didn't go down that route. I don't think that concept would have, have the legs that regular old Bob's Burgers has had. And they might not have gotten mm-hmm. uh, gotten the movie, gotten, gotten that far. Yeah, um, and it yeah. probably wouldn't have gotten like as big of a, a fan base as it does because it, it does have a pretty decent-sized fan base with, with just the people who love mm-hmm. uh, yeah. uh, H. John... John H. H. John Benjamin. Benjamin. Yep. H. John Benjamin. Yep. Uh, where they're just like they fucking love everything he touches. Uh, I mean, this is the guy. I just learned recently that he uh, hired a jazz just band. Just learned he's Archer. 
Well, no, he, he oh, hired you a, heard about his jazz he album? He hired a jazz band to create yeah. an album, and it's called, I think the album's called, like, I Should Have Learned or something like that. Uh, or I should have, mm-hmm. and then dot, 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 at the bottom in small text, learned how to play the piano. Because piano. his piano riffs are just him fucking hitting keys on the piano. He doesn't know how to play the he piano doesn't. at all, but he decided to make an entire <laughs> piano jazz so album. there's this awesome jazz band behind him, and they're going, building up to a piano solo, and it's just ding, 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 ding. It's fucking hysterical. So it's a piano. comedy album. It's an avant-garde comedy album. Uh, oh, yeah. Um... It's it's great, um, and and we did see a a wide variety of demographics show up to this when we yes, went to the it was theater. quite the the mixed crowd. Yeah, old. We got a matinee yeah. that was it was very nice. Um, yeah, it was it was a pretty good experience, and I had fun watching the movie. I, I didn't come in with massive expectations, and I would say my expectations were largely met. Um, it's a longer episode of Bob's Burgers, higher stakes. I I laughed at a lot of the jokes. Um, a lot of the situational comedy was funny. There was like stuff that was, you know, kind of hits you over the head. The surface level com- comedy, and then there were some some deeper layers of comedy, which I always appreciate. Uh, as a student of the comedy gang ma- game, um, I I would give this if you if you are a fan of Bob's Burgers, definitely go see it. If you are not a fan of Bob's Burgers, if obviously if you don't like Bob's Burgers, I wouldn't bother. Um, but if you're kind of ambivalent to Bob's Burgers, eh, I'd say you could wait for it to come to streaming. I don't think this is something that necessarily has to be viewed in the theater. Mm-hmm. I would... Now, I'm actually going to take a weird take here and argue to the contrary if you're on the fence. Um, I feel like this if you're not if you're already not watching a lot of bob's burgers if you're kind of on the fence about it having one more uh long episode on your stream box along you know sitting right next to all the other episodes that you never watch on your stream box um isn't gonna do it but i feel like if you're if you're on the fence and you want to take it make it a make it an event mm-hmm. spruce it up why don't you mm-hmm. bobby, bobby take your friends go to the theater <laughs> <laughs> go watch the movie it'll it's all right it's pretty good it's not amazing but it's, it's a hard recommend with your friends. to someone to spend 13 dollars to watch a 90 minute episode of a show that they're kind of like eh towards <laughs> <laughs> I I got a couple good laughs out of it. I, I got I thought the jokes were, were were pretty decent. It's just it's um I don't know there there is something a little odd to to go from like seeing just in twenty minute chunks and then having the the drastic change to. But then again, we we do we live in a society and this society binge watches everything. So like you know how many people are actually sitting down and just catching one episode of Bob's Burgers. You know, more likely they're going to sit down and watch an hour's worth or two hours worth of Bob's Burgers uh, at night sometimes if they're yeah. really avid lovers of, of a show. And it didn't, it, the movie did a pretty good job of not feeling overly long. Um, yeah. There's a little, like, towards the end of the second act, I was kind of like, okay, we're going to get into something here. It was a bit of a slow starter um, of a movie just in general. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Yeah, the animation was was definitely more expensive, and the musical numbers included a lot of dancing uh, to show that off. Um, a lot of 
a lot more movement than you're used to in Bob's Burgers, which can kind of throw throw you off a little bit. But yeah, um, definitely a lot of a lot of dance numbers too. So that yeah. that like it just ties into like all the movement and um, not so much action, but I guess like yeah, well, it was action like that third act, that climax. I guess that you could the call chase, that action. yeah, chasing, yeah, and all that. Right, and it was good comedy action. Yes. There were yeah, jokes yeah. and japes, and it, it, it was contextual within the action. Um, they had setups and punchlines. Yeah. There were like there were like slight things that I noticed that were like really subtle, like comedic timings with the characters. Like I'm thinking during the chase scene in particular, like it's a tense situation, and then they just pair that with Tina just like awkwardly looking over at the guy like riding along next to them. And then she like makes eye contact, looks away, and then like makes and makes a weird face, and mm-hmm. it's just so awkward in that moment. And it's like, the yeah, okay, the I, iconic Bob's Burgers like stammering. Yeah, I no no you I mean oh, yeah. no 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 I mean, no you go okay you, right, well yeah but I actually, actually can I go um, yeah it's it's the same humor as the show they they were very true to the show in that respect um so that's. That's a point in its favor, I suppose. Mm-hmm. And they did have a burger of the they day. They did. They did do that. I I appreciate that. It's a small thing. I I kind of wish there was like more burger, like even a second burger. <laughs> more billions. As it is, it's just Bob's Burger. Yeah. Um, I guess I guess to kind of get into like more of the spoiler, not really spoiler territory, but like um, the one other thing I, I liked. I don't know how much we're going to discuss the, the plot in detail. Yeah. The deep, I, I, I mean, the deep lore dumps. I, I, I like just picking out things <laughs> I liked in the movie. I'll just do that. Oh, fuck it. I'll just pick out things I liked in the movie. One of the things I liked in the movie was catching the puns in the background. Bob's Burgers loves their fucking puns mm-hmm. uh, yeah. with the burger names as well. But also, like, the business shop names. Like, right off the get-go, you see the store that's closing down next to them. Um... Mm-hmm. So you think you can pants or something like that? And it's uh, yeah. It's uh, what is it? Uh, alterations shop. That's close yep. to and I just and it's... they do that all over the place. They do that like there's a physical therapy shop that that has a pun name to it, and oh, it's it's That's, too good. That is a that is a classic adult uh, animated humor, uh, almost like a running joke at this point because they've been doing that since The Simpsons. Um, Right where in the Simpsons it will always be like the the message boards on like the McDonald you know the the crusty burger yeah. or like the the agenda in front of the convention center and it'll always be some joke like that. Um, I kind of I don't know how much it's like uh, I don't know how much they go into the regular show, but I I do like how they gave like Bob more characterization in this. Like I get, I got to kind of, you got to see more of his internal life a little bit. Which is a weird, it's a weird uh, point to make, but you know when they're, you kind of see. His, I've never, I never saw flashbacks in in the show. I'm sure they were yeah. there, but like, I like that seems like something you them. get into more in the late seasons. Um, which I haven't, mm-hmm. I haven't been keeping up, uh, much. I kind of like hit a wall always when I try to And that to watch is it. to its point, though, that the fact that we haven't been watching, I mean, we can just watch. Yeah, this you can drop right in if fine. you've if you've seen Bob's Burgers. You know, there's some there are some references to 
material you might not get if you haven't seen the specific episode, like the biker gang that they had interactions before, the one-eyed snakes or whatever. I don't think I've mm-hmm. seen that episode that they had the interactions with it, them. Um, but you kind of get, I mean, it's already kind of well set up that the kids just kind of know all the CD players. Yeah. Like, I mean, you, I, it did not impair my, uh, enjoyment of the joke any, but I didn't rec- I wasn't like, Oh yeah. I remember the episode where they hung out with the one eyed snakes. Mm-hmm. Or like I don't remember who, you know, Mister Fish Odor's brother's girlfriend is. Yeah, yeah I I like vaguely remember that stuff. Like that was that was stuff that I'm like, a lot. There was a lot of oh yeah moments. Oh but yeah, the, that's the right. comedy Fish the landlord. The comedy that that they're involved in. Um. Does not suffer for not having seen yeah. the relevant F episodes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right oh speaking of missed lore stuff like did something happen to gene's guitar or is his keyboard oh i actually that's a good because he point. didn't bring that out in this movie that wasn't He's like doing some other shit yeah. maybe he lost it in one in an episode we didn't see mm-hmm. it, it could have been yeah i don't know bob's burgers lore heads out there <laughs> yeah give us the, <laughs> Where's the give us the reference the canon i need that yeah, yeah, because he, he definitely well, that's like his staple thing. That's like the one thing I remember from Gene is that he always has that that keyboard piano. The key and like tar. they even make a reference of that in the opening, um, uh, like twenty first century or twentieth century Fox or whatever it was, or twentieth mm. century uh, studio logo, and they have like his keyboard and the dog barks and and the the fart sounds over it. So and he did not do any of his soundboardy stuff. Um, yeah. But yeah, I was uh, I was pleased with the with the movie. Pleased with like the um, the character developments overall. There was a little bit of an arc. Yeah, I mean the characters kinda... had had arcs, and they were they were paid off in satisfying ways. They were set up pretty laboriously, where you know like you have the 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 problem that the parents have is very organic and relatable, um, and they set that up just through dialogue um a little expositional right. dialogue but it's all right uh the kids however each have like not really a dream because they're awake but like they have they have a vision a sequence. vision sequence all back to back to back to back to establish their what their their arc is gonna be for this movie <laughs> yeah um, which is a little ham-fisted, but it worked out okay, and the, the payoffs for each of the arcs are, are fairly satisfying. Um, and uh, it's a fun little caper, little 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 mystery, little murder, little little Columbo action. Um, I saw you. Well, just one more thing. I saw you do it. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I think it's 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 appropriate. For all ages, I would say. Um, yeah, that was... I forgot that, like, it. it's a show that airs on TV and as such needs to be, like, PG-13 at most. Yeah, uh, there really wasn't anything in this that was too adult. I mean, there were a couple of, of dirty jokes, but I don't think a kid would really pick up on it, nor would it be too damaging to their psyche if they did. 
So this is definitely something yeah, you can yeah. I didn't can take your kids to. Yeah, there there wasn't anything like like really um I guess risque would be the specifics. Like there wasn't anything like super risque about like I mean they didn't even do like the the most risque that they do is honestly any stuff with Tina and like the mm-hmm. the one kid with like shaking his butt or whatever like he does. But like But the, the parents never get like middle sexual. school you already yeah, yeah. not fucking going And like farther. if you're a younger um, kid you're not right you got you got a good point though. You put me on a good point though. Like we grew up with the first couple seasons of Family Guy and some of the middle seasons of The Simpsons, and our comedy turned out this way, thus way. You know the you know Simpsons, Futurama, Family Guy. I don't know what the kids who grow up on Bob's Burgers comedy <laughs> are gonna end up like, because that like the comedy is good, but it is it is dry. It is. It is dry as a bone. I, well, is, is that the aforementioned awkward stammering sequences as a as a repeated comedic device? I don't know how middle schooler me would have reacted to I, that. Is that. Is that like Zoomer humor? Is that Zoomer? Zoomer I don't think humor? it's Zoomer humor. It's like almost opposite because it's Zoomer not. Humor, yeah, the show like, isn't made by Zoomers or even for Zoomers, and like kids, like kid kids today, I think are are like Gen Alpha. Um, I worry for comedy, the future of comedy, for several reasons. Uh, the existence of Bob's Burgers is not one of them. <laughs> no, no. Um, H. John Benjamin has good taste and is he has good comedic investments. I just think of this in Archer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know? mean it, this in this. And Archer definitely. I'm sure the can, Archer movie can, is can, coming sometime. That's what. It's, <laughs> sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean. I mean that the archer archer at least gives them a chance to like kind of let the reins off and kind of go a little bit nuts. I, they, yeah. Do, the question is, do they wait till the next 007 movie comes out? To, um, you to know what? I think I think now it. would actually be a pretty good time because you've just come off of uh, No Time to Die. They haven't picked the next James Bond yet, so perhaps now is the mm-hmm. time to go for the parody. Yeah. Yeah. What if they, what if they just did not even a parody? They just did a James Bond movie. But, but the thing with Archer, Archer now, they might not actually do an Archer movie because Jessica Walters is passed, and you can't really oh, replace yeah, her. Sure. The moments kind of moved for Archer because I know the the creators. That's why they started doing those spinoff seasons because they're like, I gotta wait until we're back in the creative verve. Yeah. To yeah. Make more. They should just do what Futurama yeah, does like... and just come back. When they have an idea for a new season, <laughs> and lie, in, lie in the cut Just, for for four years at a time. Mm-hmm. We know we said we ended, but we had this really cool idea idea for an episode, so we got to make a season around it. <laughs> I mean, that's what I, the streaming environments create for that. Um, yeah, I mean, I I was I was also thinking while we were talking about should you stream it, should you watch it in the theaters. I'm just thinking about how many different forms of media exist <laughs> even more now. Um, and, you know, I, I'm tempted to just see... I want to see someone make, like, a big multimedia show. Like, not an ARG where there's this, like, conspiratorial aspect to it and there's, like, fucking mysteries and shit. I just want, like, episode one to be a streaming show... Episode two to be a podcast, 
episode three to be a fucking written word essay and episode four to be like a board game and this breeder is precisely why blumhouse hasn't called us these ideas will not make money (laughs) just the most inconvenient uh you know I can't even. You can't even call it a show. You can't put a name to it. It's beyond we need conception. need a new word to describe it. It's like a new genre. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a. It's the. It's like the live action version of a show. So yes, yes I believe it's it is, live action. Bosburgers is live action. <laughs> They're trying to emulate it's real too, humans too many... and real people. It's live action. Um. Yeah, so Bob's Burgers definitely gets a uh, tacit recommendation from all of us. Um, I don't know mm-hmm. that you have to go out to see it in the theater, but um, it's certainly not the worst movie you can go out and see right now. Um, beyond the, Speaking of the worst movie you could see right now, um, Peter and I are planning a new series called Masterpiece Theater, in which we will not f- intentionally find the worst movies out there we are instead seeking the most painfully average movies out there (laughs) um we will endeavor to um see as many movies as we can and guess beforehand the imdb rating or guess after we've seen it the imdb rating and then compare it to what it actually is and we will keep leaderboards of both the closest movie to the perfect 5.0 of mediocrity on IMDb and the cumulative delta off that Peter and I have been mm-hmm. um, in our ratings yeah. assessments. And at the end of each season, which I don't know when we'll delineate seasons of it, we will crown a champion. <laughs> the beige, the beige crown. crown. The beige crown. <laughs> the beige crown of, <laughs> of apathy. Who gets, who gets the beige medal? <laughs> The page metal, the wood, the uh, wood tier, the page metal, of and the si- the silver metal not goes quite too. honor. <gasps> um, so be on the lookout for that on our YouTube channel. We also have other ideas for series, including potentially a snack food review segment called Saturn Snacks. Um, so lots lots of live action medium form content is being planned for the YouTube channel. Um, to kind of to make up for the reduction in our streaming schedule, which is uh, now on a when we feel like it sort of basis. Um, mm-hmm. When there's a game we want to play or if we just want to hang out, we'll do it. Um, we're not necessarily setting dates and times anymore. So follow us on Twitter at Stud Saturn to get the skinny on when we'll be going live on Twitch. Um, but definitely want to want to get subscribed to the YouTube channel. You can watch all of our stream archives on there to see maybe why <laughs> we're taking some breaking from streaming. Um, and of course, you can enjoy the new content that will be hitting out there soonish, as soon as we get graphics packages designed for <laughs> for the show. Um, All right, so until next time, be well, stay safe, and party like it's 1995. Peace. Bye-bye.